Hey there loves, this is Amanda and I am recording myself while editing the episode and I just wanted to give a little note. We recorded this episode together like right before a lot of unrest began to happen. I mean, we do mention at the beginning of this episode that the world is crazy and it pretty much always has been, but I wanted to take a minute to uh, speak on police brutality and just let you know that Christopher and I, he is currently at work and I am at home with the kids, but we just want to say that we believe that black lives matter and I don't want to be performative or center myself in the conversation, but I do want to use my voice as I can and we hope to be allies as best as possible. And we do realize that we've, I'm sure, made mistakes in the past. We will make mistakes in the future, but we are dedicated to learning and listening and we want justice. We definitely believe that change is necessary and change needs to happen. We do want to say that it is a little strange because we do run this podcast, which is about a television show about police officers, but... I hope that in listening to it, it doesn't trigger anything for anyone. We just want it to be fun because it was a fun show that I used to watch. And we want to make it clear that we are listening to the black community and we are trying to do the things that we can. I'm stuck at home with a broken ankle with my children and now I feel like I'm making excuses, which is probably not the correct thing to do. But there are lots of resources out there. I'm trying to educate myself. I'm trying to talk to my children um, at their age level. And we just want to say that we want to be here and be listening and help in any way that we can. I'm going to um, hope that you enjoy listening to this. We recorded it obviously a while ago, but we didn't feel comfortable putting it out the week that a lot of the great protesting and uh, action on social media was happening. So we're uploading it now. And we just want to say that we love you all. We're listening. We're standing with you. And I'm going to post some resources in our show notes for this episode. And also, this is more of a fun note, but at the end of this episode, I added some, I guess you could call them bloopers or outtakes because we were really punchy when we recorded this episode. Anyway, I hope that everyone is staying safe and we love you all. What's up, Narc Blossoms? I am Amanda McLaughlin. I'm Christopher McLaughlin. And this is Going, Going to, to the, the Chapel. Chapel. This podcast is a deep dive into the Fox television show 21 Jump Street that ran from 1987 to 1991. And just like in our marriage, I know nothing. And I know everything. 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 All right. <laughs> We're back. Hey, Narc uh, Blossoms. The world is garbage, but... You know, yeah, it's it's maybe made... you'll have fun listening to us. Maybe we'll have fun doing it. Yeah, so a little relief. Uh, I don't know. Everything's on fire. The world's just—it's all terrible. It's awful. It's but hopefully things have gotten better while you're listening to this. He says with hope in his if heart only. and his voice. Um, I don't have that hope. But I'm glad you do. <laughs> um, 
So, let's jump into the TV show from the 80s that is obviously the most important thing we could be talking about right now. Season 1, episode 10, Next Generation, uh, aired on, sorry, let me look, June 7th, 1987. So we open with some nice, like, 80s techno music, something. Imagine I don't know. That. I don't know if it's filler music or actual music. Um, and we open on a teacher in the dark at school grading papers very noirish again lighting going on it is and i think this is the strangest thing because clearly it's you know after hours at the school and this teacher is in his classroom grading papers i mean like, some teachers stay after home. school yeah i guess i yeah i feel like you grade papers at home it's a sister concert like what's yeah. your name <laughs> That's true. It doesn't seem like the truth. We're going to see lots of different strategies for grading papers in this in this series, I, I can know. tell. Or and we he see... could go to some random restaurant and have a student hit on him. You know, I mean, there's lots of options. And he has the dumbest name, Mr. LaForce. Yes, Force, But yes. it's spelled L-A-F-O-R-S-E, like horse, LaForce, not like force, like the force is with you. I already feel sorry for this guy then. Mr. I'm going to call him Mr. The Force. Mr. The Force. And a... a a student walks in, blonde hair, I guess blue eyes, very very striking eyes. Anyway, he's like, "Oh, I'm 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 behind on my papers." And the student and he says, said, "You're here late, Mister Laforce." And and he's like, "Well, that's not all you're behind on." And I, I love this this thing that happens in in movies and never in in real life where he turns his back on the person he's talking to, which I guess sometimes well, it's happens. Also, but... so we could get that great shot of like him with Laforce in the background at the desk. Yeah, it's it's for the purpose of filming but it is kind of ridiculous but also i think it's it's a power move yeah oh for sure he's like that's not the only thing you're behind on right and then it's obvious that it's it's okay hoagie i'll have it yes yes. this young man's name is hoagie would you like to discuss that from now on well i'm calling him um sandwich oliphant for the rest of the podcast so i just that's what it was because i I thought it was i I was like is this timothy is he related to timothy oliphant yeah um only (laughs) So anyway, he's like, you know, the poor teacher is like one day late on his payments. He's like, well, you know, a bank would give me, you know, So we leeway. get the sense that this teacher has somehow owes money to Sandwich. Yes. And that Sandwich clearly has like connections that are, you know, not pleased. And he's a student. I'm like, I'd be like, okay, 17 year old. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know how much they they bring it up later, but how much he owes but i'm like that guy's a teacher he's not paying you back i hate to tell you yeah it's... i i can't imagine what they made in the 80s so he's basically like you know i you know i can't give you a delay he says well, hoagie basically is like you know screw you and walks out of the classroom and then another guy walks up and the teacher looks very nervous and sits down like all nervously and then as on a shot of hoagie walking down the darkened hallway we hear the teacher getting the crap beaten yes. out of him by right. this heavy, I guess. And this guy is one of those, like, that guy actors yeah. who plays, like, goons and stuff like this a lot. He was one of the um, guards in Shawshank. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, I didn't look, I don't have his name written down. But also, I want to mention that Sandwich. <laughs> Sandwich Good old Olivant Sandwich. Sandwich Olivant. Is played by uh, Stephen Gregory, who was on uh, SVU from 04 to 2011. That's Law and Order he SVU was, for uh, the uh, uninitiated. Yes, Law yes. and Order SVU. SVU. So I was, I thought he looked familiar, but also, you know, I've watched 21 Jump Street before, and sometimes these that guy kind of people where I'm like, they look right. familiar, but is it because I've watched 21 Jump Street 75 times, or is it because he's something else? And I think I was recognizing him from SVU, because 
I I enjoyed watching this episode with you. I don't yeah. know that it's one of the best episodes ever made. It's kind of ridiculous, but, but... It, there's a lot. There's a lot. We're going to talk about a lot. But so I think I've only seen this one like once before because I don't remember it yeah, specifically. It's, it's weird. It's not one of the ones that I've watched. So it's not. Times. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say if if you'd never seen Twenty One Jump Street before, this would be what you would want to jump <laughs> jump into. But... I also do not understand. How this happens in the school. So this is going to be one of many questions that I have about this episode. You guys just, I hope you're in for the long haul on a drive or, you know, <laughs> quarantined in your house for hours because this might be, this might go a little long. Oh, God but, help us. So he, so this teacher is after school in his classroom at his desk. Is no one else there? Like it doesn't. It's dark there, yes, but not all Presumably the lights are like turned Presumably, there's like a janitor. Or well, yeah, because yeah. like an individual teacher is not going to have keys to the school, which means someone else is there. Like they wouldn't just let a teacher stay there after hours. So like no one else is around to hear him getting the shit kicked out of him. Like yeah, what I, is happening? I don't know. That is a good question that also, I have no answers but, to. Anyway. Anyway, I should uh, so that, move that, on. There but, we go. So the title, this is where the title so song poor comes. Mr. LaForce. That was the cold open. And so we, we open now on Jump Street, still packed full of people with these okay. kids, I put kids in quotes, getting arrested. No, uh, this is my question because these are clearly, this isn't like, oh, that guy in the class looks like an adult. They're clearly adults, so why are they bringing them into the chapel? Like, are they doing more than just the Jump Street program? Are all these actually supposed to... Oh, I guess it could be, because they do arrest adults who are, like, involved with But the my scene. question but is... But they're bringing grown-ass, two grown-ass people into... The Jump Street the chapel. chapel is not a police station, really. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's like a makeshift, like for this undercover well, I mean, it operation. Is now they have desks and yeah, but it's like it's of people. supposedly an undercover operation. Although this many people, how undercover is it anymore? But, but like, if you get arrested, you're not going to get taken to some random undercover police station. I mean, well, maybe for I mean, questioning, have, I guess. They have but, a cell. Okay, I guess so. But it's it's like you would get taken downtown to like the, the reason jail. I know that they have a cell is because I. Borrowed from my cousin, so we bought all of the seasons on DVD, and she keeps them at her house. And so I borrowed the season one because Peter DeLuise does commentary on individual episodes, some episodes, not all of them. And so we watched Gotta Finish the Riff with commentary, so we may have like a off one-off where we talk about that. It's but something. he does mention that sometimes after wild nights certain people would sleep in the cot yes in there so that they would make sure that they got to work on time yeah uh but anyway so fuller is is reporting about these other teachers who've been hurt so i I guess uh poor mr the force was not with the force. He ended up in a dumpster, dumped in a dumpster. No, he was in the hospital. He was in the hospital. Another teacher was, another teacher was in the dumpster. dumpster. That's what it is. Anyway, other teachers have been hurt and other students. Which, I didn't... It, was he saying that that person was dead in the dumpster? I didn't... He just said was found in a dumpster. He yeah. didn't go on to say, like... I mean, I, I got the sense that they just, like, beat him up and just dumped him in the dumpster, I, but I don't... I don't in which case we're talking about like murder, which yeah, is a whole I, other. I'm not sure because I don't think that's ever brought up again that the, like, that there was murder involved here. It's not. The rest I, of this episode's sure. about money, you know, extortion and. Well, yeah, but if know. they don't pay you. Yeah. Well, of course. Actually, they do mention later on 
slight spoiler that these people will if you don't pay back eventually they'll cut off your thumbs and then eventually you'll get found in the right so river. that's but, what i'm you know, not that's I don't know. something that i didn't catch but and <laughs> tom has a napkin napkin on yes his shirt like full-on bib napkin because he's eating a hot dog and it says rocket dog which is apparently a hot dog place that he must have gone to like i guess which will be important for a one-off joke that is as far as i can tell only there to give judy something to do in this episode um she literally answers the phone and is like oh so and so can't come in should i do the buy alone and fuller's like no let's just wait where is he? And she's like, he's got food poisoning. I told him not to eat that rocket dog. Like, that was the yeah. entire point of that. And, and, and then... To give Johnny Depp a chance to mug a little Johnny bit Depp, about, Johnny like, about, like yeah. oh, God, I'm eating a dog yeah. right now. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that too bad Because that never comes for... back up. Like, Tom doesn't get food poisoning from the place. It's just a joke. It's just for a laugh, yeah. I, it's stupid. Anyway. By the way, I, I note here, just before I forget to keep going in my notes, that Aoki has a great popped collar in this scene. But... Yeah, and an awesome denim jacket. Yeah, yeah, so the whole the whole 80s-ness of it is beautiful. So anyway, we, we find out, well, Fuller asks, I guess, Hanson, or Hanson and Aoki, what they know about uh, Timothy Delaplante, or no, not Timothy, Tony, sorry, Tony Delaplante, Delaplante or Delaplante, or however you say that last name. It's Delaplante. It's Oliphant. Oliphant. It, what, anything about him, and basically, Hanson's like, well, he's basically Ward Cleaver. He runs a dry, dry cleaner, and he, you know, volunteers in the community. Oh, and he also, you know, has a loan shark operation on the side. Um, so they know about his loan sharking already. Um, That's the dad. The dad. Well, because they sandwich. mentioned... Yes, they mentioned Sandwich is a student. And so, of course, this is now... This is 21 Jump Street, of course. So Hanson's going to have to go become... Go be friends with Hoagie. And Hoagie is also apparently an A student and one of the smartest kids in the school. And Yep, Sandwich is, like, super smart. So he tells Tom, yeah. you have to let this guy know that you're smart. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like... No, I already had that one thing where Pinhall dropped calculus and it messed up a case, which I love the idea that, like, them doing poorly in class could affect their cases. Yeah. It's just... Also, this is where... Fuller is wearing this sweater that is oh, it's, yeah, so it's amazing. I really want to try to find a pattern and knit this sweater because it's... it's it is beautiful. Like this two-toned It's purple, so good. Like, stripes and triangles or something. I don't know. It's amazing. I unironically love it. It's amazing. I love that Hanson's supposed to pretend to be smart and broke so that he, you know, Hoagie will will be interested in giving him money. Yeah. So basically Hanson's going to play himself, which is helpful because Hanson's terrible well, at being undercover. This is when we get that um, sandwich's full name is Hogart. Ho- Hogard, so, I think, isn't it? With like a Hogard. D? Hogard. Oh, I think I want to say or Hogard, is. yeah. Yeah, Hogard with a D. Which is it's so stupid. Hogard Delaplant? Like... Oh, God, give, yes. I... Anyway, I don't understand. Which means swineherd, by the way. I looked it up. But it's actually usually last name, a surname. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with that name. Uh, yeah. God bless. So in any case... God bless Sandwich. I don't remember if Hanson asked Judy or Judy asked Hanson where Penhall is. and I guess Hanson asked Judy and Judy says that... He had a late bust and Fuller's letting him sleep in. Sleep in, yes. Although Quote, as we find unquote. out... Although as we find out... His late bust and must have involved some partying because we cut to Penhall's terrible apartment that is obviously a movie studio set. Yeah, with concrete walls. Right. And so everybody's leaving the party and they're all hungover. This is an interesting group of people. And I'm over here like, who are these people? When does he have the time to like gather yeah. but then i say that and then at one point you know they're all like yeah. filing yeah. out and this cowboy guy says great party and he's like who, who are, are you, you? Yeah. and i'm like oh good he doesn't know who they are either and then and I'm he's, over like, here and like, he's like i's i'm with her and he's like who's who she, she? <laughs> yeah it's, it's a pretty good little bit oh and also because this is 
solid taking care of business and being responsible this one guy starts walking at one point he's like touch your nose okay give me your keys so apparently the guy i don't know must have been too couldn't drunk. touch his nose <laughs> But I'm like, just is that your, your sobriety nose? test? Yeah, that's your sobriety test. And he's he's wearing Ben Holt is wearing shades. He's wearing a Bill the Cat shirt from right. Blue from County. Blue County, yeah. And looking pretty rough, I have to say. But and a like, yeah, bowling shirt and but, and, and his... he's got a safety pin earring, like literally a safety pin through his ear, which is the the most 80s punk thing that I could think of and I love it. He has a studded oh, yeah. cuff. I think he has studs on both, doesn't he? Or yes, one? because the other one is a studded cuff watch. watch. Oh god, which is the nerdiest thing so he ever. Is just so hot topic. So party right now. <laughs> um so anyway, he's like he finally gets everybody out of the apartment and he's like crashing on his couch and he's going to sleep off his hangover and of course, someone knocks on the door and he uh, gets up and goes to the door, opens it and there's just like Flourish of this music, music. that's like because of course it's a pretty lady with a holding a baby. Um, which the first time I watched this, I was like, okay, what's this about? Yeah, oh my gosh, does Doug Penhall have a baby he doesn't know about? I know, what is like, happening? so is it so, so he's I mean, I because in my mind, I'm like, well, who wouldn't sleep with Doug Penhall? So obviously, that's what's happening here. And he says, hi, Julie. So clearly he knows this lady. And uh, the baby's name, for future reference, is Hannah. She comes in with a British accent, by the way, immediately. And I'm like, okay, so she's from England? Like, I got more confused as the scene moved along. I'm not really what's sure going why on. they chose for her to be British. We find out that she is a, she works Flight for, attendant. She, yeah, she's a flight attendant. So yeah. I don't know if that was, you know, flight attendants come from all over the country and get placed in different places. I'm not... I don't know what the point of her being British was. There was so no the, point. So the upshot of why she's there, I mean, there's there's a bit of conversation about it, is that her, she's have, she's on the outs with her husband, and so she has no one to oh, watch. and they have that runner of him being like, what about Dick? And she's like, Roger. Roger, yes. Yes, well, he, he calls him Dick, but his name's Roger. Because he feels, ha, probably he feels ha, like he's a get it, dick. Get it, yeah. get it, get it. Uh, yeah, I got it. Okay, um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so she needs someone to take care of, of Hannah okay. while she goes on a okay. flight. As a mother, <laughs> what the actual F is this woman thinking? So she, when she walks in, he's like, I was just uh, cleaning up a little bit. And she looks around the apartment like, oh, God, which yeah. is how I feel when I'm I sure it smells apartment. awful. Can you imagine? I can, and I'm sure he smells like beer. Just, just B.O. and beer. Yeah. And and he clearly looks rough. I, I did. I did make the comment. Uh, he hasn't even slept. And I was like, although she has a baby, she probably hasn't either. So I guess that's not an issue. There's no way in hell. Like, and this is me, say, you know, the one who would have a baby with Doug Penhall. I'm not going to like, are there no other neighbors? She must just she be desperate. Yeah. With? Well, did other- she already knock on like every door in the apartment? Complex I was thinking about this while you were, while you were talking about it. Cause I knew where you were going with that. Was, I can't imagine. She offers Penhall dinner in return, like as a like I'll, I'll take it, you know, basically like let's go out to dinner afterward as as like a thank you. I'm wondering if she's like interested in Penhall now that she's on the outs with well, her husband. They do have, and this is like di- basically their dinner ends up being a date. So I think maybe she is, and yeah. clearly they've. I mean, and he's you know Penhall. I'm sure he's like joked around, like wanted to hold the baby or something. I don't yeah. know, but still. So this is so he's supposed to be like what. 20 something 21 years old yeah N- no i i wouldn't leave my baby with any 21 year old man no i wouldn't go back in time and leave a baby with you as a 21 year old you shouldn't man. that would have been terrible 
I there's no way in hell. I probably could have kept it alive. That's about it. I don't care if I'm Maybe. interested in him. <laughs> Not only that, but she she's going to work. So she's going to be like in a in an airplane in a completely different city. It's not like she's going to the store. Yeah. I I cannot. I cannot with this. Although my ovaries are already squealing at the thought of him with an adorable baby. Although he's already like I, just, I love it the no. second she like leaves and he's like holding the baby, he's like, "Oh god, she's got a diaper, do, you know." Like I'm not an idiot. I do understand that this is a TV show and they did it so that they could have this running thing of him with a baby. Like I know that it ha- because plot has to happen, but I, she's a horrible mother. Can we? And I won't soapbox it. about this because this was the '80s and it was probably the sort of the beginning of this trope. But the whole like men don't know how to take care of babies. Like, what do I do with this At thing? At least in this case, it it's makes not sense. Like yeah. you know, Mr. Mom or some shit, where he's actually the father of the baby. Like he's a 21 year old who just had a wild party yeah. and literally doesn't know has how a to hangover. take care of a yeah. baby. Like. But still, it's like, a diaper, I, I mean, also, diaper's not that hard. Also, yeah, let me just put that out there. It is not hard to change a diaper. Even back when you had to use pins, it's no. not that hard. No. He's got a safety not. pin earring. He could use the earring if well, he, he had to. He does later, remember? Oh, that's right, he does. We'll talk about that. But, okay, so. So we're going to get off of this subject, but I just. This is. The, I don't even like living, leaving my kids with family when they were a baby so yeah. i can't imagine i i remember when watching the episode talking when judy had that one off I mean, about her her thing i was like is that going to be the b plot and then i was like nope the b plot's even dumber than that. <laughs> it's penhall and a baby and is I the guess b plot it was the 80s when people would also leave like their five-year-olds would walk home from school oh, yeah. and be latchkey kids oh but... yeah and, and and you know stranger things is is realistic because everybody's I, like her whole thing was ignoring their kids you know the husband usually cares for the baby, and and they are separated now. Although she said that he usually cares for the kid, and he stays at home and paints. Right. So, I know they're separated, but what's he doing? He can't take care of his kid. Just because they're separated doesn't mean he can't take care of. Maybe his kid. he's out of town. I don't know. Do something. Ah, uh, whatever. Okay, let's move on. Please. Um, I'm sorry. So we cut to the high school parking lot. This is uh, Riverside High School is the name of the high school. Um, clever name. And Hanson, well, you know, it's typical, actually. High schools aren't usually cleverly named. That's true. Um, Hanson, as usual, has a very nice car. I don't know what kind this of car. This isn't the same car that he usually drives, though, No, right? but it's a nice car. I, I, I wish I, I was a car guy and knew what it was. Cars. But it was, probably it's a sports car of some kind. So it's, I guess he's supposed to look. Well, I think it's. To make him look... Like he was had money and then is out of money now. Yes. Anyway, so he drives up, um, go, goes into the school, and there's a giant sign when you get into the school of... Uh, for, sandwich. For Sandwich for President. <laughs> and, sandwich okay, for President. You, you probably have it written down because I don't, didn't write down the exact... It's, oh uh, yes, his tagline on his on his poster is "If you can find a better president, vote for him." <laughs> Which I I know is meant to be like I'm well, obviously the best, but I feel like it's kind of like so just say like the best man for the job. It's also it's like high school. Yeah, running president. for class president. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. So we end up in uh, in class, of course, with Mister Haskett. I guess is his name. Hanson gets there and sits down, and then and then Sandwich walks in, and they meet they meet each other. Sandwich Olafant, yeah. Sandwich Olafant, and and he's basically like, "Oh, I'm new here." And he's like, "Oh, I I hear somebody with your name's running for president." And he's like, "Ah, oh, he's a cool guy." So there's like this kind of you yeah, know, they, banter. Yeah, of course, introduces himself. 
And then the class clown, uh, Mr. Miller. M- yeah, Ms. Mr. Miller is comes up and is is uh, is impersonating the teacher, even has a mustache, which I appreciate the commitment to the bit uh, to be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Mr. Miller, it's time to get your whatever out of the way so that we can move on with the class." And and so he sits down. And the teacher immediately comes in and says oh, exactly the same thing. Fun fact about Mr. Miller yes. is Jason Lively, mm-hmm. who I I call Rusty Number Two because he plays. The second Rusty Griswold in the Euro- European Vacation movie, of course, because yes. they switched out um, Rusty's. Bo- both characters, <laughs> actually, both yeah. kids. And his name is Jason Lively. He's like eight feet tall. <laughs> he is very tall. He's so tall. He look. What's funny is that he actually, I think, does look like a high school student more than most. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that he's eight feet tall. But he is also Blake Lively's half-brother. Fun so fact. So that's some fun. That's some fun. I mean, I guess if you squint, you can kind of see the resemblance. It's it's hard to see. Of course, he's got a mullet. The, the number, like, so Penn Hall's well, mullet is, is on-point mullet. And then this kid's got a mullet. It's just mullets everywhere. I mean, not true mullets, like not shaved on top, but just like long in the back. Anyway, so the teacher comes in and, and is, is, of course, because they faked, as they always have, Hanson's transcript. Tom Whalen is his is his fake name because, of course, he's got to have well, the same first gotta name. Well, he's got to be Tom, Tom. Just so he, you know, knows to... He remembers his name or knows to say, hello, <laughs> oh, it's my name. Um, <laughs> Who, what? Who, what? Me? I'm a cop! <laughs> <laughs> Um, so of course they faked his transcript to have him be an A student and all that. So he's like, so immediately this teacher is, who's very excited about the Scholastic Bowl recruits him for the Scholastic Bowl, which by the way, causes all the students to go, Ooh, Ooh the Scholastic Bowl. Which I, I'm a nerd. I did Scholastic Bowl or something similar. It was like a quiz bowl thing. Uh, it did not have that kind of cultural cachet oh, in the school. The amount of types in this episode that they make it look like the entire school gives any shits about this classic <laughs> bowl is hilarious to me and hence it kind of demures but then he's like well first prize is a set of encyclopedias which can i just say i is, would be stoked about so i i had a children's britannica that i got when i was probably like late elementary school yes. i guess and was, i wore that oh thing my God, out i loved having an encyclopedia it was the greatest thing i would just look random for, crap up <laughs> for any of you like you young know, people young people out there it's like wikipedia but written down on a piece of paper like between two covers it's a book I, multiple I, I did covers realize that there are people who think that they don't understand that wikipedia comes from encyclopedia yeah they don't even yeah. know what an encyclopedia is which is bizarre to me Multi volume yeah, set of before Google, all knowledge. Before yes. Google, you had to, when you had to like <laughs> study things, you had to go to the freaking library. Or if you were nerds like Christopher and I, you had your own, own, encyclopedia, own encyclopedia where you could look you up. loved so much. And but it, so I totally get the draw of winning. I mean, that's a, and, and to be fair, encyclopedias were expensive because they're multi volume sets. But and... Haskett is like basically drooling yeah. on Tom to be like, please join, please join. And and he's like, I don't think so. But then Sandwich says something about he's in it. Yeah. So of course, Fuller had told Tom to do anything it takes. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that, but he's basically like, so, do anything it takes to get in with this guy, you know, and b- convince him you're I'm smart, like, you know. Anything it takes. Anything it takes. Do your job, Tom. When he hears that sandwich is on the t- sandwich. When he hears so, that sub-sandwich is on the, the team, team. he agrees to do he, it. Ad- 
we're I we're drunk. This backstory about that Haskett, like that was the last time that school won the bowl was like when he was like a senior yeah, in high school, like, like an old. And sport. ever since then, he's been like, I will become like a the coach who won the state championship as a student, and they never won the state championship <laughs> yes, since. Absolutely. Um. So the class ends. They go in the hallway. Hoagie mentions he's got to go help his dad with his business and goes off. And uh, by the way, there's a sign up that. Has a much better slogan. Of course, there's signs up to vote for. <laughs> vote for Bob. He's the man for the job, which is a way better slogan than Sandwich's slogan. I would not vote for Sandwich. I would, I would vote, vote for, Bob. for Bob. There's I another vote. one later that says vote for Joe, and then I think it has a rhyme to it too, but I couldn't. Something about go, like he will get up and go or something. I don't know. <laughs> whoever, whoever was their set designer had a blast making all of these posters. Like, yeah. That would be me. I would come up with crazy stuff like that. And I think this is where Hoagie kind of presses. uh, We find out that uh, Miller, our class clown character, owes Hoagie $2,000, which will become important later for the plot. Um, So just just throw that in there. It's not terribly important other than just it will be important later. So back to Penhall's apartment. Judy shows up. And Penhall's apartment is a disaster. It is even more trash than it was. freaking out. And, like, he goes to the door like, Julie? And he, like... I don't know if this was scripted or something that um, he just did, that DeLuise just like couldn't get it. But like at first he can't open, he couldn't open the door in the first try. <laughs> it works well. Yeah. It was great. Sorry, I, I kind of spoiled it here. And it's not Julie, it's Judy um, being like, where are you? The Fuller, you know, Fuller is, is looking, looking for, for you. you. And why Fuller sends Judy out to get, Pen- I guess she figures Penel might listen to, Ju- to Judy. And basically is berating him for his tardiness. And yeah, this is where I, I'd forgotten about the safety pin. I wrote it down though. Um, he's, well, he's having to change this the is diaper. When he says, She's like, you got to get your butt there now. And he's like, oh, and what about the baby? I'm just supposed to leave her to raise herself. And, <laughs> and Judy's, Judy's like, like, baby. <laughs> he like doesn't explain at all what the situation is. And he goes up this like ladder stairs thing. So I guess he has a, like loft, a loft in this yeah. apartment where the baby is. I love putting the baby and in the Judy's loft. Like, yeah. What? Like And and like the the phone is off. She's been like talking about how she was been calling him all morning and he hasn't been he's answering. Like, I haven't what 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 phone? I haven't heard a phone. <laughs> and so the phone is off the hook and like in a like I don't know what it is. It's like a bowl of something. It's like and, a bowl of baby food, you know. Yeah, that whatever. Thing. Like, and like there's yeah, there's there's like rattles and baby food and just stuff everywhere. Which babies that that baby seemed like it wasn't even mobile. that mobile, yeah. Non-mobile babies like they're hard to take care of in some ways, but they don't make that big of a mess. You're the one making that mess. Yeah. So like <laughs> they don't go anywhere. I would say the hardest and I have a you know, almost six year old and a going on four year old, the hardest age still to this date at least for, for me has still been the first three months of their life. But that's not because of it's because you're not sleeping. It's not because of anything like physically and all you're doing is changing them, feeding them and holding them. That's like it. That's I all mean, you do. who are you talking to? They were attached to my boobs for the first three months. Oh, I know. I'm just saying it's I, it's not that hard because of anything you're doing. It's just the lack of sleep and well, this, the every stress. Age, yeah. Every has its own. age has its own things. But yeah. I don't – I think for me it's just because I have two kids and I was an infant teacher for yeah. – several years so i had to take care of like four babies at once so like one adult one baby to me is like cake i'm like i don't know why you would it would be that hard well of course as you said and i'm <laughs> not being mobile even if it's not your child even if you're not used to babies the best thing about a young baby is no matter what even if they're screaming if you put them down and go somewhere else they'll still be there when you get back 
a toddler, God knows what they'll be into if you turn your back on them. So anyway, moving on. So yeah, this is where he he's using t- a t-shirt as a diaper because he's run out yeah, of diapers. Yeah, she's like, Douglas Pinhole, where did you get a baby? <laughs> So funny. Or what are you? And his safety pin as as a pin. Well, because he he's taking this T-shirt, and she's like, "What? What do you do? You're using T-shirts?" He's like, "I ran out of diapers," and so he takes the safety pin out of his ear. So clearly, he was just wearing that as an earring for this this little thing. For the gag, yeah. Puts the shirt on the baby. And he um, calls himself a working mother. Yeah, he says, oh, he's like, what am I supposed to do as a working mother? You know, he's like, take the baby with me? And so basically, yes. He's also wearing a t-shirt that says, ah, yes. split peas, not Adams, which I love. I want that shirt. Yeah, I Googled it. All I could find was a pin that clearly had been worn. I'm presuming this is an anti-nuclear energy, maybe, or even an anti-nuclear power or nuclear weapons as well. I don't know which um, I don't know. t-shirt, I it. but it's fun. I'm going to make one that says that. So we're going to the chapel with a baby now. <laughs> and he's like, we should pick up shirts on the way. <laughs> Not diapers. Not diapers, more shirts. Oh, Lord. And obviously this baby must just shit itself constantly because <laughs> he's changing this baby every time we see them. But I... So we're, we, we cut now to the dry cleaner. And this is still obviously the lunch that we were just at. So sandwiches, Papa. Yeah, sandwiches is helping Papa with the books. The big sub. Um, and Dad basically is telling Sandwich... To ignore the shady side of what he's doing, essentially, like just yeah, ignore no, my business. Like he's talking to him about school and how smart he is, and he's how proud he is of him. Books and yeah. you're the smart one. And then some, like he says something about the business, and he just like totally shuts him down. He's like, I don't want to talk about the business. We're not talking about the business. He's basically like, you're going to be that class president like. thing, right? You know. And he's like, yeah, that that's what makes me happy. Like clearly, he's like really trying to push, but it, not in like a bad way, but just trying to push him to do like the right thing. Right, because like, he clearly is smart. And he's clearly motivated. Like, he clearly wants to be class president. I don't think it's just daddy is pushing me to be class no. president. I think he actually wants it, too. So, anyway, the, the dad's not – is pushing him, but in a way, he wants his kid to be decent and not be in this yeah, it is shady a, business. It is a weird situation because I feel like he's actually – seems to be a pretty good dad because – even if you were in a legal activity, you wouldn't want your child to be in there. No. And he he does push him to do well, but he's so proud of him. Like he tells him all the time how proud of him it is, proud of him he is. But sandwich is all like, oh, but I want you to like me because I'm you know good at lending people money. Like I don't understand yeah. what his problem is. Like I really don't understand why he can't. He's like, I want him to be proud of me for something completely different. Well, I think like, he just wants to feel like he's part of what his dad does, I but what so. his dad does is, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Maybe he feels like it doesn't respect him. I don't know. It's yeah. dumb. Okay, so we cut to the trivia bowl, the, well, scholastic so, bowl, whatever it is. Let's also, this is my big problem with this episode. This is the same day. This has all been one day so far. And no training. He so just, just dumped into it. Sandwich went to his dad's house at, at lunchtime. Now and then the he's like, sure, I'll join the bowl. And then, like, this is the afternoon. They're presumably still in school at this time. Uh, there, it looks like they're in their auditorium. I guess at the school. They must be yeah, hosting and it. And they're hosting it. Yeah. And so, autumn, there's not, it's not like, yeah, the bowl is Thursday night. It's like during school hours, the day he shows up. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. There's two teams of three. There's, like, a girl and Sandwich and Hanson on the, on the Riverside High School team. And the questions are remarkably easy, I think, having done, again, 
this sort of stuff in high school. Like the questions they aren't seem super like hard. general high school questions. Well, like asking like you like, would have on like a history quiz if, or like English. Like like where was Macbeth set? Like if you don't know Macbeth's in Scotland, they did have a question about D.H. Lawrence, which I think that would be harder. The yeah. average high schooler wouldn't have known. Yeah, but the rest of the questions. Um, yeah. So the, and the teacher's going wild for for the students because so I don't know which one part we want to talk about first the trivial bowl part or the Miller part but do the trivial bowl first. okay the trivial bowl part first. Um, we get a, a section on – it's funny. He, the the other team picks U.S. law and Hanson just immediately perks up like, I, I know the law. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't yell. I'm surprised he didn't yell. I'm a cop. I'm a cop. Yes. Um, like so there, one of the questions is about like the this ended uh, you know school discrimination and it says, you know, Brown versus the uh, Topeka, of, Kansas Board, the board of, of Education. Of education. Oh, Topeka, Topeka Kansas. Kansas. So, you know, he's, he's very precise in his answers. and the, Which – I mean, yes, that is the name of the case. As but. an adult, everyone I think would know too. But does he know the law because he's a cop? Like, yeah, it's not. You don't know about like these are like law Supreme cases. Court cases. Yeah, and I mean, then you, there's you know some I would think. And then guess the other one's a Supreme Court case too because it's the Miranda case, Miranda versus Arizona. That's where you. Well, get, I guess he would know that. One. You know, I don't know. It's just funny. He's like Miranda oh, the rights. law. You say. So anyway, he he's answering all these questions right. In fact, at the end, he has to pause to pretend he doesn't know the answer because it's about when like. Again, it was about the Supreme Court, though. Chief Justice William Rehnquist got accused of racism or, or something in a, this state. And it turned out to be, I guess, Arizona. And, 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 and Hanson's like waiting to last second because he's, like, he's like, come on, kids. Don't you kids know about the law? Yeah, he doesn't want to give himself away. So yeah. I guess that's, you know, he's doing better about being undercover. So that's all. Anyway, while all of this is happening, um, Miller's in the, in the audience because he's getting out Miller of class. Miller is Rusty, too. Rusty, too. Yes. The, the class clown kid. Because um, apparently they're allowed to not be in class if they want to go watch the Scholastic Bowl. I guess because theoretically you could be learning. Who well, I can see why he's two thousand dollars in debt because he's betting money on whether Hanson's going to get a question wrong or you know stuff he's like, like that. Betcha twenty bucks he gets it wrong. And so then, then he comes up with also, this. Also, I don't know what he spent that GD money on because his he needs clothes. Yeah, his he looks awful. Are literally, like they're I falling get apart. That, like the ripped jean thing was a thing, but they're literally falling off his body. Doesn't look good. He might as well be wearing shorts. You can see his legs in those pants. I don't yeah. know what is happening. It's not really a fashion statement. It looks like just ratty. Yeah. No. So anyway, he comes up with this brilliant scheme. Oh my god, this is the stupidest thing. Which is that he wants the, Tom Whalen to be president of the school, and he's going to have people bet against well, this fact. His friend that he's with, he's like, hey. What would you say if I bet you that I could get Tom Whalen to be president? He's like, oh, sure, yeah, not a chance. Who's Tom Whalen? So he's like, oh, if I run him as this, you know, underdog, and then I bet I get I can get all this money. This money, and then and he'll then have repay, this money. Repay sandwich. sandwich Although yes. you're going to piss Sandwich off doing that. So that's, that's his brilliant idea. So we go to a restaurant, and they're having lunch. Although, again, well, this is the where, same day. I'm guessing this must be more like dinner. dinner? I guess, like, yeah. Like, I don't understand the timeline of this episode. Although it's still bright light outside. Yeah. yeah, and lunch has already happened because Sandwich said earlier yeah, he was going, he was for going lunch. to his dad's to help him his dad's store at lunch, which I'm like, you have time during your school lunch to go do your dad's books? Like, what is happening? So if this is dinner, it's a little weird for the teacher to be having, because the teacher and Sandwich and Hanson are having... the teacher takes these... Scholastic and the girl to like a fancy restaurant anyway. I mean, it's not unheard of. Like if we had clubs no, and I mean, stuff, we, sometimes the teachers oh, yeah, would eat with would, the kids or we whatever. Would do but stuff with like drama and stuff. But like, yeah, I don't. Un- I just don't understand the timeline of this. Type. And I love that Hanson tries to like play off. He's like, "Oh, you you did so well," and he's like, "Oh, it was more luck than skill." I guess he's trying to like 
still trying to hide They're his. They're like, how do you know so much about the law? And again, I expect him to be like, I'm a cop. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I put in my notes. I'm like, this is still the first day. Um, so much is happening. Um, and Hanson offers to pick up the tab for lunch, which everybody's like, or oh. whatever this meal is. Yeah, or dinner. I keep saying lunch because it feels like a lunch. Early dinner. I don't know. And then uh, I guess the waitress, somebody comes up and says he has a call. So he goes... <laughs> Goes, goes to this bank of phones, and Miller is at the other phone. And is like, "Hey, uh, Waylon, uh, it's me. Turn around." And there he is. He's right he's there, like, which is, "What do you want, Rusty?" Too. He's like, "I had to get you away from the teacher," which I, I think no, was actually he, a funny. No, little bit. not the teacher. Oh, get away from Hoagie, San- Sandwich yeah, Boy. Yeah. So this is where he then pops this idea to Waylon slash Hanson. Um, to don't run you for president. Run for president? And he's like, no. No, I don't. No, and basically, don't. he's like, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to do it. And Miller's like, yeah, you're going to. Basically, he's uh, Miller. I will. I will give him some points for for uh, sticking to his guns. But so anyway, Hanson goes back to the table, and we find out that Hanson's card has been rejected. And the waitress is sorry. It's very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it gives away that this again a reminder that this was filmed in Vancouver, as so many things are, uh, because like, of the tax difference. Wow, that California difference. girl really sounds Canadian. Yeah, the tax credits and the, the, the exchange rate help. Uh, There's still lots of stuff filmed in Vancouver. Oh, well, all over Canada, because again, the Canadian dollar is worth less than the American dollar usually, and usually, and I know Vancouver in particular gives tax credits to My movie companies. My life is about to be filmed in Canada. <laughs> this yeah. country doesn't get its shit together. Uh, it's a mess. Anyway, um Continue. So that that explains why he was because I was wondering he's like isn't he supposed to pretend to be poor and I was like ah that's Hanson's play yeah you said that and I was like just wait yeah just wait I know everything um so so then uh, sandwich offers to pay for the sandwiches I guess um, <laughs> and it's okay let me take care of this they and they they know me here I'm a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> like oh hoagie. <laughs> You're famous around here. <laughs> You're on the menu. Anyway, um, so the, the teacher brings up that, you know, there's round two is coming up. And, and, and Hanson's like, oh, there's a round two. And then if they win round two, they get to be on TV for the final round. And oh, everybody no. will see your face. Oh, no. To which that Hanson's like. blow his cover. Whatever so, will we do? A, and I think this is where the commercial break happened. Because it kind of feels like there was a commercial break. Because then we come out of presumably this commercial break into jump street with fuller being like you're gonna be on tv like that how dare you basically this is gonna be terrible you're covering like high schools all over the county or whatever and he's like he says thank god or something yeah (laughs) it's like finally i can get on this you just hate your job we get it okay basically you know the gist of it and then aoki shows up to report about the force oh i should have mentioned that that was aoki's thing for this episode is to be on is to figure out figure out what happened with, what happened with teacher him. mr laforce mr laforce well he anyway it was broke as hail basically is what amounts to all of his credit cards are maxed out um so we understand why he owed hoagie money basically um, well, and we still don't necessarily know that it's hoagie but we're but tom has you know we're working on it so you got ten thousand dollars a week ago from from whoever why? the connection is he must have he was clearly not a math teacher. No, no. Because he must have not been able to handle his shit. So, anyway, while, while all this Figure is... Figure out how to make a budget, Mr. LaForce. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I mean, I'm bad at budgeting, and I, even I can manage to keep... We haven't even had that much Oh, uh, I didn't tell you about that loan shark? Dang it. So, meanwhile, Penhall, baby-wearing before it was cool. Not, not appropriately, well. but here, it's fine. 
in, in some sort of it weird quasi baby With a Bjorn. giant box of Pampers behind him, yes. like a month's worth of Pampers. Basically, one is trying to convince Judy to take care of the baby because she's oh, a woman, yeah, and you know, a woman and, and she's, she's more biologically designed to like babies more than him. And she's like, I don't really like babies. Ah, the casual sexism of the eighties. Although, to be fair, I think it's played that well, Penhall's being she, sexist and yes, Judy is and not, not says, okay with it. What, yeah. <laughs> and he says, "You're uh, how is it?" He says that he says that you're better suited to take care of her. And Blowfish says, "Pee Wee Herman is." Yeah. <laughs> to take care of her than you. Ah, yes. And, of course, Blowfish is there to do the one thing he does, which is to entertain the baby by... He gets a, one of the... Uh, Being a Blowfish. A clear... Um, I guess it's a clipboard or something. And, yeah, it's and, a clipboard. And does his Blowfish thing, which... It's funny. They have to cut to the baby laughing. So, clearly, I would guess the baby probably screamed in fear. Either at that, that or... Because they cut to just his face doing it and then yeah. cut to the baby laughing. I don't even think he did it in front of the baby. Yeah, probably not. I feel like that would scare a baby. But, anyway. So, the baby wrangler making a baby laugh. Off, off camera but um, I also love that throughout this whole scene Penhall is licking his finger and trying to straighten oh a, a, a cow lick on the baby's it's hair it's a great bit of business that I just love him doing which I had sort of cow licky babies because I'm very cow licky so I understand the feeling like of like that one bit of baby yeah. hair that wants to stick straight up Gideon has like two cow licks yeah so Fuller is mad at Penhall for not doing his work because he's busy taking care of a baby but then fuller immediately softens he up when he sees the baby. baby he's like oh that adorable he's like, baby where's that report or whatever he's supposed yeah. to be doing and he's like and you told me the baby would be gone which need i remind you still the same day yeah. what the f time is it i also like she said she was gonna be back at lunch so is she this still lunch she was gonna be back at noon yeah and so this is clearly past noon because he tells but not fuller, a long time like, past noon but how how did all of these things happen See, that's why I'm thinking that the, the meal like, was a late lunch. Like, they had lunch from school, and then they actually ate lunch later. I guess but... they got, like, a free pass because they won the bowl. They're like, you don't hey, have to Get do out school. of school, yeah. You're, you're already smart. You're done. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't understand how high school worked in the 80s. So, Penal gets a call, and it is Julie. He's like, oh, hey, Julie. Uh, and it turns out Julie is uh, stuck in San Francisco. What is the line? Did you remember the line um, that he says? Hold he's on like, just a second. Where cable cars... Take you halfway to. I take you up to the stars or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is what he tells Judy because, of course, he's trying to convince Fuller that oh yeah, yeah everything's going to be fine while Fuller's there. That yeah, she's like backed up. Which that's my other thing is like you know that you work for the airline. Flights get canceled. Flights get rearranged all the time. Like also, why didn't he just say I'm a police officer, or does he not have time off? Like he's clearly not on an assignment. Can he not call in and be like, I have a baby? Because what work is he getting done with that baby in the freaking chapel? And again, I feel I like this is another happening. case of a girl having beer-flavored nipples. I'm like, is this woman really <laughs> worth this? Like, I mean, she, honestly. I mean, she's got a cute eyeball. Well, he, he does say that she has a great body and a great uh, accent. Sense, yeah. Um which I love that it's great body. I know he was going to say a great body and a great ass as if the ass is not part of the great body. I guess it needs to really <laughs> She's be. She's got emphasis. an ass in the freezer that she <laughs> yeah. lets me look at it. Maybe she owns a donkey. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and I love to ride him. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. You um, want to know what happened to Roger. So Judy's clearly enjoying he's this. He's up and he's in the freezer. I should point out that Judy also has these huge triangle, upside down triangle, upside earrings. Down triangle earrings. Um, <gasps> Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Of course. They run everything, including 21 Jump Street. Anyway, finally, apparently, Julie gets back into town because we cut to dinner with Julie and Penhall. And Julie has this 
god awful so finally pink this long dress. ass day is over i guess but it's now dinner or late dinner i suppose and also, she has, where's the baby now who has the baby now that's a really while good question date. that's a really good question is she just like asleep in the room because let me just tell you something that baby's not just gonna sleep the whole time that you're having this date, date. In her apartment. it's not gonna be much of a date yeah Anyway, so yeah, she's... Yeah, her pink dress is something. And, and her hair is all teased. Not quite teased to Jesus, but it is all teased up. And then Penhall is wearing a suit. So I guess he's trying to dress up kind a of, bit. He's still wearing blue jeans. Yeah, and he didn't... Like, he tied the tie. Oh, dead ass though. But he didn't tighten the tie, which just no, annoys me through this loose. whole scene. It's and, loose. like, the button on top is unbuttoned. I'm like, so it's is he... He's cool. He's cool. He's going for, like, the I guess, and I'm trying to dress him in cash. jacket on, his, like, weird suit jacket. And then yeah. he still has his uh, cuffs on, though. Oh, yeah, he has Gotta. his stud cuff and his stud cuff watch, which she looks at later. Uh, I guess like we can go ahead and cut there to... Well, yeah, because she's like, I'm so sorry if I put you out and blah, 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 blah. And they start to kiss. And they start to kiss and the phone rings, of course, to interrupt them because that's how these things always seem to go. Mm-hmm. Poor Penhall can never mac. Also, can I just like back up for just a half second? Also, the music is To terrible. the face he always gives, like, he always has this, like, Mackin face that he tries to give. Oh, yeah, like, very sexy. Like, who does that actually work on? I mean, I guess it must work very on somebody. Sexy. Anyway, so she's... Fun. Hand, my hand is up in the air, just so everybody knows. Well, yes. And, to be fair, Peter DeLuise has been married twice, so it works on at least two women. Yep. So, anyway. And Anne-Marie Loder, DeLuise now, I guess, yes, is adorable. Hey, we just saw her on an she episode She was on an episode, of she's on, the, I guess, third episode of Sykes' first season? Yeah. Watch that episode, she's adorable. Yeah, she's she's good. Mrs. Peter DeLuise. She's a decent actress, too. I'm sorry to her that I am always lusting after her husband, but she knows. And, and, and she's... She gets to sleep with him and you I don't, mean, so, you know. I, I'm fine with that, yeah. you know. Anyway. I'm married too, what? In case <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> That's the whole premise of this podcast. Um, also, let me just point out with this, like, I'm kind of annoyed for him during this situation. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Sorry, I left you hanging on the phone call. So she gets a phone call and she's, like, very excited, like, oh, yes, That's no, please don't, don't, don't let the other, you know, don't, don't pass it on to the next girl. And, and he's like, oh, so what was that about? And so... Basically, she's this route she's been waiting for where she can come home, I guess, in the evenings or yeah, on weekends. Yeah, it's, it's a better hour. It's a better route, anyway, for her. It's finally opened up, so she can. She wants to jump on it right now and, and get to it. But she has and so to she, leave, like, right immediately. now. Immediately. So, of course, he she needs a babysitter. To, so, of course, he has to take care of her kid again. Because, again, she must have no She has no friends and no family and nobody who can take care of her child. I guess so. I mean, we have limited babysitting options, but we have people who would take care of our child. Like... That aren't a 21-year-old guy who just had a party two I know. days ago, or last night. God, this is still just the same day. So, no. But I, yes. I want to say that I do feel bad for him in this scenario because he thought that she was like, I'll do dinner for you. And, of course, it was like a date. So he was he thinking maybe he gonna, get you know, lucky. get lucky and get yeah. to Mac on her. And I will say that no woman ever owes a man sex or intimacy or anything but i also feel bad for him in this scenario because she does owe him something for taking care of her child yeah, and i feel like, like she sort of implied that like i'm gonna pay you back with dinner and dinner whether dinner means sex well i don't think but, i mean but I it implies that like she's going to ha- sleep with him so he'll keep her daughter but at the same time i feel like She's kind of taking advantage of oh, him. Oh, very much taking advantage of him. Because especially at this point, what's he going to say? He's going to say no and leave her hanging? She doesn't, know, I mean, he, she doesn't owe him sex, but she does owe him not immediately dumping her baby right back on him again. <laughs> I agree. Anyway, finally, that day is over. It is now morning again. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Penhall is, is making coffee, 
And oh my god, <laughs> listening to the radio and wearing a beautiful, just tight in the right places black shirt. Give <sighs> me a minute. Mm. Let's all let's all take a minute. <laughs> Literally, he's made, he's like trying to make his coffee. He's, he's like spilling the coffee, from spilling the water the everywhere. And I was like, why don't you look like that when you make coffee in the morning? I mean, I look that tired. I don't look like uh, Doug Penhall, but you know. Anyway, you're, you're very attractive, dear. Thank you. I I mean, you married me, so I guess I must be somewhat attractive. And she, he's listening to the uh, Omaha weather forecast, and that there's like lightning storms and everything else. And, that, and they're closing. They're closing the, the airports, and he grabs the radio and says, "No, don't close the airports. Open the airports." Airport. And and of course, his yelling immediately wakes the baby, and he's like, "Look what you did!" And he he acts like he's gonna punch the radio. It's his whole like. It's very... It's very Deloise acting. Deloise, and it's very yes. over-the-top, like, <sighs> and the baby's crying because he, he has to go get her. Like, I don't know. Um, so that's the, the gist of that scene. We cut to somebody hitting a buzzer at, obviously, what is now round two. So here's which, the thing. Yes. This is not how any kind of competition in school works. <laughs> you don't have a day of something and then literally the next day I understand it has to be for this episode that you have to consult but it's literally the next day and they're still hosting this stupid thing I don't understand what is happening Christopher I don't know also is this morning time is this afternoon time I don't effing know because time doesn't mean time means nothing it's 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 yes time is a flat circle um so basically the gist is Riverside loses and (laughs) Is at this point? I go to a school full of idiots. Somebody in the audience. I'm wondering if it was an extra, just odd living, but it's the funniest damn. Th- it's the thing that made me laugh the most in this whole series so far. Somebody just goes, "I go to a school full of idiots." Yeah. I literally. How many times have I yelled that since we watched it like five times? Yes. It was so funny. And they're all about to leave, and, and also once again. Why do all of these people care? I know there's a, it's a full auditorium. It's the stupidest they, it's thing. It's because they don't have to go to class. Well, and right? actually Miller even says it at one point. He's like, why are we here? This says the student to him. And he's like, because we get out of chemistry, you know. Yeah. Um, so a somebody comes up to the moderator at the microphone and is like whispering to him. And, and, and Sandwich is like, what's that all about? And, and this, of course, gives Miller the chance to do that thing people do in movies that they can never do in real life. <laughs> and jump on stage and grab the microphone right out from under the moderator. Yeah, right who's looking you. right at him, by the way. And just lets him do it. And does it tackle him? Does it like talk? About with his shredded jeans still, which is apparently the only pair of pants he owns. Because it is the next day and he's still wearing the same jeans. Anyway, and he's making this very impassioned speech slash sermon on about behalf how of... how the school has waited years to get to this point in the academic bowl. And he, he like, pre- he like it's like he's preaching a sermon. <laughs> he preaches a sermon about how great how Tom, great Tom Whalen, Whalen is. And basically he's like, this is the man the for best president. It. Anyway, so that and, and the students, of course, he gets them into it. Like, the and they're like, like "Woo!" Yeah, well, Tom the, I, I neglected to mention everybody had stood up to leave, and Miller says, "Hey guys, I've got a very important announcement," and they all sit <laughs> back down because some <laughs> random student is yelling in the microphone. I'd be like, "What the? What's it?" I'd be like, "This guy." My guess is this guy's a reputation enough of being entertaining that everybody's like, "Oh, I gotta it's see this." It's because he's eight feet tall, and everybody can see him from every quarter of the school. It's true. Uh, like when he walks out of the auditorium and they're all going, Wayland. He's literally above every student. I mean, in the ancient world, frequently the tallest man would just become king of the head of the tribe. So maybe it's just like one of those, like, you know. Uh, if he's, if we're, we're in trouble. Anyway, 
So the, Still the, a better president than Donald Trump. The microphone Trump. magics its way back to the stand. And um, <laughs> one of those, like, continuity errors that bothers me, but we'll move on. Um, apparently, the other school, somehow, had gotten access to the answers and was disqualified. So even though they lost, and Han- I feel I have a feeling Hanson kind of purposely blew yeah, it. Yeah, he obviously wasn't answering um, questions on purpose. Because he didn't want to go on Riverside, TV. by default, wins and gets to be on TV the next day, much to Hanson's chagrin. And everyone oh, starts shouting, Waylon, Waylon, Waylon. I am shocked that on day two, he has yet to out himself as a police <laughs> officer. It's only a matter of time. Yes, and Hanson's very angry about this whole well, thing. Well, he's like, yeah. why are... I don't want to be the student. Like, why do they care? This and, is, and and Miller's like, this is the best thing that's ever going to happen to you. And he's like, no, it's not really, but... Like, you're really making my job very hard. And what I don't understand is that what he did was take bets about Tom Whelan not winning the presidency. Yeah. So that when he does, all these people will pay him. But he's also trying to convince these people to vote for him. Like, it's the same people. It he's doesn't... Like, it's the stupidest plan I've ever heard. It's like the producer's plan, only even stupider. <laughs> um, anyway, so Hanson is driving. We basically cut to Hanson driving away, uh, moodily driving his car. Like he do. You know, being moody. Being like, uh, I have a boot. And then this car, other car cuts him off. They're almost in an accident, and he screeches to a halt. And these guys get out. Of, I guess it's the same heavy. It's the same heavy. Gets out of the car and puts a gun to Hanson's head and says. In his ear. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, that's later. Uh, and And. <laughs> And says, you're not running for president. Hanson's like, ah. Um, it's very extreme. Yeah. Like, that's extreme. Like, wh- how you're you not care- running for student body president in a high school. Okay, dude. I mean, if you're going to point a gun Which in I my hand. I Tom, because Tom doesn't want to do that anyway. <laughs> He's like, I wasn't wanting So he, anyways. Again, I'm shocked he drives- didn't scream, but I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> he drives back to school like a maniac, and Miller's still there taking bets about things. Oh, my God. And he, is- and he basically slams Miller up against another car. Which, to be fair, he just went through like a trauma. The guy was pointing a gun at his head, but he and he's like, pissed. why did you set me up? Why did you set me up? He is and Miller's like, what are you talking about? And anyway, so Miller know. finally divulges his plan, because, of course, Hanson didn't know the plan, to Miller. And, and Hanson's like, that's the stupidest that's thing the I've ever heard. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard is a stupid plan, basically, but that's the gist. Um, sorry, I'm trying to speed up, because we've, we've been going a long time already, and we still have more to go. I'm sorry. This it's, is it's what okay. happens when I get some wine and man get a little loose. <laughs> Back to Jump Street and Hanson is still all jazzed and this is where He's telling Hanson's... Fuller like, the man stuck a gun in my ear! <laughs> Inside my ear! Uh, and Fuller's like, calm down Hanson, he didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> I love Fuller. I love Fuller's like dry wit. He's like... Oh my God, we still have to do this, Hanson. Come on. Yeah. And he's like, oh great, the TV thing. Like, this whole thing is cry cry. And he's basically like, well, like, what are we going to do? And and he's he's like, uh, you know, we're going to say that I need I, that is Fuller. Right, so he's trying to... to go ahead, sorry. Well, I skipped ahead a little bit, but yeah. So this is the other thing I don't understand. He's at school. They, I don't, I'm so sorry, but the timeline just really pisses me off. He's at the school. They do the thing. After the thing, everybody's like, "Woo, Tom Whelan!" He goes to a, for a drive because he's mad. Yeah. He gets the guy like immediately. Like, how fast did Sandwich like make a call to that guy and be like, "Find Tom Whelan." Find Hanson. Yeah, here's his license plate number, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then he comes back to the school, and then goes back to Jump Street. Is school still in session right now? Like, what is happening? Do, does anybody ever go to class in this? As school? far as I can tell, no. They just hang out in the parking lot. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So, yes. So, anyway, so the, the plan is he's that... like, ha- yeah. they figure out how much money, because they find out 
all together with this kid, a lot people have been owing him big bucks. So yeah. how are they going to convince him that they need like what is it fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. So he's like, no, you're not going to convince him that you as a seventeen year old student needs it. You're going to convince him that I need it. Right. So they're putting together a plan. A, a fake person to be need fifty thousand dollars. So we we cut to Sandwich's house. Uh, the uh, the 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 Oliphant. <laughs> And so dad is still trying to distance uh, uh, Sandwich from the family business. He's basically still trying to be like – because he's, he's, he's talking with the heavy who, of course, dad Pretends, doesn't know yeah, that – like, Yeah, the heavy comes in and dad's like, we're not going to talk business in front of Sandwich. And then he's like, he's going to be the president, the class president. And the guy's like, oh, isn't that something? Like clearly he's been yeah. using this heavy behind his dad's back, which is weird, but – so basically, that's all we're setting up here is that they use the same heavy because that's the whole scene. Basically, dad to indicate that dad doesn't know about Hoagie's yeah. little side project. At school, we cut to the school, and this is where the Whalen poster somehow somehow he has a picture. of Miller Tom. got a picture of Tom. I don't know if he took it. I like there. It has to be that. I don't know when he would have done that. I don't know how he got this picture of Tom. And, and then there's like people the everybody's kids are like, all in the hallway and they're all like yeah Tom there's yeah. freaking cheerleaders in the back waving their pom poms again why aren't they in class what is happening and, and nobody at my school at least ever cared this much about student government I sure as hell didn't I was anyway. like who do I hate the least okay fine can we be done the the I was like these speeches are dumb what are you gonna do tell us you're gonna give us pizza in the cafeteria I don't give a shit like yeah. put on a good prom for me Thanks. Goodbye. And so Miller tries to convince Hanson he wants to be president again. Hanson then confronts Hoagie about um, like, hey, the I, gun one issue. One of your friends yeah. pointed a gun at me. He's like, well, politics are hard, whatever. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, that's crazy. And then this is where finally we're getting to Miller. He's like, hey, somebody's towing your car. Like, right now it's going away. And and so uh, Hanson runs out. And there's Aoki in a jumpsuit. <laughs> Being the the tow guy, oh my god! So obviously this is so a setup. Adorable, I love I loved him. It is it is a great Aoki's blue collar look, um, towing the car, and he's like, uh, like hey car. man, that's, that's my, my car. car. So this is also to show like I'm in debt of some kind. So uh, sandwich is like I can help you. Yeah, he's like I can see your your you know um, you got all the signs of needing money. Some, you know I'm a sandwich. I got some green for you. <laughs> Anyway, no, so we're coming back to Jump Street where basically we just get the joke about Penhall is the entire point of this scene as far as I can tell. Now, where's, oh, yeah. Uh, where's, where's Penhall? He, he's, he's out sick. He must be teething. <laughs> Great joke. Um, and so we cut to Penhall um, giving the oh baby a bath. This is so cute. I wrote, my ovaries! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah, because he's doing like a Jaws thing with like, oh, there's the big shark and there's like a boat and there's the whole... And, and he has a red bathtub in this... This bright red bathtub in this white, you know, movie studio <laughs> apartment that he has. And he's got the kid in one of those... I honestly have never used that. I think it's great. A little thing that you can sit them in while they're in the tub. Because so the phone rings and he's like, uh, because at least he's on top of things to know you don't leave a baby in the bath by themselves. But I did like that part that he's like, oh, 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 I'm like, oh, at a time when like you didn't have your cell phone like with you in the bathroom. And so looking at it while the kids. in the bathroom. Yeah. And so, of course, an answering machine, which kids was basically like voicemail back in the day, <laughs> um, is picking up and he hears Julie and leaving Julie. a message. And he's like, oh, no. Ah. So he picks up the baby, which can we just say. I was impressed. Okay. 
wet babies are slippery. Terrifying. I one time with our daughter got her out of the bath and literally like hot potatoed her <laughs> it until was, Christopher could catch her. It was, it was quite horrifying. Funny in retrospect, but hor- I'm sure it looked funny if somebody had been like, watching it. Like she wasn't it. teeny tiny baby. She was old enough that it didn't like jar her brains or anything but like i literally could we kept I, like, off the floor her. she started to fall I, you know when you play that game with a balloon where you're trying to keep, <laughs> it was keep it like, up it was like that like no joke with a child and christopher finally caught her and she i caught her yes floor. but i was like i want to know how many times he like dropped that baby what's funny like, is she didn't even cry i think she just thought this was part of the bath process <laughs> but anyway well, long story I, short how many takes stuff like that wet babies are terrifying um and so basically, the the message on the machine is that she's stuck out of town, and so poor poor Penhall is stuck I there. I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. And Penhall is teething, as it turns out, because he ends up chewing on one of the teething toys <laughs> as, out of frustration. Very cute with Hannah, but I I cannot imagine <coughs> the situation. So anyway, that's the B plot continues. So back to Sandwich's house. The door opens, and there's Hanson with a obviously fake black eye saying you know let's just say i was what was it i don't, I don't know what he says exactly he's like i was late on a payment or something or i, I just say it was, i'm um bounced he's like let's oh, bounce a check. check that's what it was that's why you couldn't um, remember it because we don't no one bounce anymore <laughs> i put it in my notes hoagie apparently lives in the parasite house it looks a lot like the house from the movie parasite <laughs> if you've seen it anyway it's oh very modernist ugly um well that's the 80s man Bottom so this ugly the 80s so hansen basically is talking about like how it was like a, a drug deal gone bad and he was like hung upside down from the 32nd floor well, they of like a... i i didn't it was a weird way that they it was it felt really complicated for just him trying to get money from hoagie but it was like they borrowed like a key to like open up this club for drugs but now they owe the guys money like i don't know very complicated setup to get the fifty thousand dollar debt in place here um so dad walks in and and he's basically like oh hey remember you know tom whalen from the 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 quiz bowl it was literally just yesterday and today so did the dad go to the thing at the school i don't what did he like? Or maybe he must have mentioned him. Like, or I guess maybe he probably just said, "He's like, we're going to dinner." But like, there's this new kid who's really also, good. Also, how long or did it take to do that makeup? Was school still in session? Like, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> I, I think you've put more thought into this than the people who wrote the episode. Clearly. Did. And so, of course, he sees the black eye and being in the business he's in, he's like, "Hmm." He's like, well, "Oh, he says, oh, oh yeah, the, the other the other team beat you know get mad at you for beating them or whatever." He's like something you know. like that. And he's like, "Hoagie, yeah. I don't want to hear that you're in trouble." Yeah, so he's he's suspicious, but and then in a nice callback, oh, because so I, I forgot to mention this back in the scene where he's trying to convince Hoagie to he's like shut the door on your way out because he's basically like shutting oh, his kid out. Oh, when he's when. The dad is yeah. talking to the heavy and he yeah. tells Hoagie to leave. And then, and so then here, like, Hoagie the tells the dad, cut the door out, which I thought was a nice little Tag. subtle callback. Long story short, Hanson slash Waylon needs $50,000 by tomorrow. Um, and he uh, is like, well, I'll, you know, I'll see what I can do, basically. And so Hoagie goes outside to talk to his dad, who is. Shock of all shocks for a dad in the 80s reading the newspaper because uh, that's apparently all also, dads do. this is like later in the day. Is he like, just is he... now reading the paper? I mean, there used to be evening editions of newspapers, but I don't remember. Even in the 80s, that wasn't that I common. I don't know that I've ever watched you. Well, we don't. We also don't get a we physical don't get newspaper. newspaper. Who does? So. 
so basically he has to at this point reveal to his dad that he's you know he's, he's like, like i've been in the, get, he's like i don't want you in this business he's like i've been in the business dad and yeah he's like he's like if you don't get fifty thousand dollars i i know a guy he's like how do you know a guy how do you know a guy yeah because like, i'm your son dad he's been doing i learned it from you <laughs> yeah and i do not i would like to to just put on the internet i know what you're about to do say. not condone hitting your child However, Although, during this scene, I'm kind of teamed out on this because he's like, you what? You what? Like he's I, I like this actor. I think he like does. Yeah. This scene the Very way well. that you would handle it. Like you're shocked and angry and scared for your kid all at the same time. And he like smacks the kid across the face, which partly because that sandwich. I mean, he's a high school kid, and he's also being completely stupid, and he's worried he's going to go to prison, so, like, I, I get it. I forgot to mention, too, the dad, this dad, he's kind of a that guy. His name is Andy Romano. Uh-huh. He's been on NYPD Blue, Hill Street Blues, and then, like, way back in the day, he was on Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Nice. And the Beach Blanket Bingo movie. The nice. Movie. Oh, yeah, one of the famous beach movies. Yeah. yeah. Frankie Avalon. Oh, yeah, and the teacher. We haven't talked about the teacher. He was the... Hotel owner in Ghostbusters. Mr. Mr. DeForest was? No, 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 no. Haskins. Oh, the other teacher. Oh, that's right. right yeah. I, now that I, and I think if you think. Maybe that's why he wants I see the it. bowl to go so well. He's like, that hotel gig did not work <laughs> yeah. for me. Oh, way haunted. It was rough times. Um, yeah, so, and by the way, I, I didn't really mention it back when they were in the house, but all the modernist stuff, like the Parasite house, the chairs they were sitting in, this like chair that he's in. It was it's hideous. Whole, just hideous. Anyway, so that he's like, that's like, so worried about it. He's like, you're my son. My son. It's very dramatic. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. like, pulls that out. He's like... Um, so... My son. So he's, he's obviously... It's a very dramatic scene. So dramatic ending. And so we cut to Penhall going up to Julie's door. And the way he knocks... Like, he's, of course, like, smelling his breath and being like, oh, whatever. The way he knocks on her door is like... With his fingers. With his fingers, like, which is very... Yeah, I guess he's trying to be gentle or something. Or I don't cute. know. It's... He's some of the choices... Be, he's trying to be cute, man. And, because you know what? And it works. He's cute as hell. It works on one Amanda McLaughlin. Well, Amanda Sims slash McLaughlin. That man breathes and I'm like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so who comes to the door but Dick slash. <laughs> He's uh, like, Dick? He's like, Roger. Roger, yeah. So Julie's guy is back. And so suddenly he's having to like ad lib like, uh, yeah, I had a bunch of peanut butter and nowhere to put it. Yeah, he said yeah. he had to. Borrow some bread. Yeah, some bread. To so. make a sandwich. It all it all fits together. It all comes together. <laughs> I've got all this peanut butter. And, and so while bread. he's going to get the bread or whatever it <laughs> is, bread. they get him out of the room anyway. Julie's like, like I know how like, this must look. He's like, what? Finding your husband in your apartment? yeah. Like you worked he out. He handles it like a minch. I have to. Yeah, say. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, and the kid, you know, every kid deserves a father, and like, you know, he's like, it's, it's you know, I, it's probably good that you do that. I'm like, he's such a cinnamon roll. And and on top of that, he had apparently bought surprise baseball tickets for them to go see whatever the local baseball Which, team is. Let me just say, I do like baseball, but I think that's a weird choice for a date. Especially as, like, a surprise. Like, hey, guess what? British lady who probably doesn't give two shits about baseball. <laughs> I got us tickets to the game. Also, what, were you going to take the baby to? Because apparently no one can watch that baby. Yeah. Well, and so he offers to babysit. He says, you know, the girl. Yeah, he gives them the tickets. He gives them the tickets because he's, like, the girl who I was going to go with, you know, bailed on me or whatever. And she, Julie kind of gives him, like, a, oh, God, look. Well, no, but... she's kind of... Because I think she's realizing. What he's doing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, yeah, I would love to go to a baseball game, the dad. 
I, I feel that. Um, and then so they're like, and, and Julie's like, thank you, basically. So, you know, it's, it's very nice. I also love that that happened in like two days. Like, they apparently got separated, and that was news to Doug yesterday. Yeah. And then, well, when she got stuck that over during the day, he came down there, yeah. is what she said, and that's how they reconciled. So I guess the arc in this episode for Penhall is he goes from not knowing what to do with the baby to loving babysitting. How Penhall learned to love babysitting is the B <laughs> Well, I don't know that it's that. I think he's just trying to be nice. But then he hangs out with Hannah. But he's kind of like, oh, like oh, we'll hang out. He seems yeah, like legitimately true. excited about it. And my ovaries go, come to us. <laughs> so we cut to Hanson and Fuller looking badass AF. Oh walking, walking toward the camera. We are Fuller, going. of course, always looks that way. In oh his glasses, gosh. and you know, like so cool. Seriously, Stephen Williams. They're negotiating terms with Sandwich, obviously, and he talks about you know, you know, ten thousand dollars, and there's going to be a thousand dollars interest a week, and then it's all going to be due at the end of the vig, the year or whatever. We learned that the word vig is interest. We're learning the vig. We're learning. We're learning cool. Oh, and and bad if, guy and, and and when uh, Hanson is talking about the drug deal gone bad, supposedly they got his black oh, yeah, guy. He uses like, key he's again. like, I'm like, I got a key. Which funny enough, the closed captioning. Um, I like when closed captioning gets spells it K E Y, which is funny. Yeah, I have to put closed captioning on because we have loud children who are around. To be fair, this episode was very much child appropriate in terms of like nothing being you know. I mean, yeah. there's a gun at one point, but like nobody's they like didn't see there's that no like part. violence, and there's like all the beating and up happens a baby, off screen. So they love babies. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he gives them the money and. And Hanson's like bad news, and you know shows him the and we're cops. And the cop love. cars come up. They arrest rest sandwich. So we cut to the jail, and and dad's. Oh, and all of a sudden, big I'm a grown ass man and do what I want. Sandwich is like, like daddy, daddy, bail me out it. and get me a lawyer. Get me a lawyer and fix this right. He's like, no. Which I'm to not. his credit, he says it's all part of the business. Like yeah, gotta, well, he's like, if you're gonna act like a grown ass man and you're gonna yeah. be a criminal, this is what happens to criminal. Which I like. I'm I'm still team dad on that. And so as as. He walks out. Fuller is like, I almost caught you this time because clearly they know about this guy's business. And they're like, uh, yeah. And he's like, well, you are going to catch me because that's my money. You know, the, he's like, well, I, I don't think I'll be able to prove that. And he's like, are you going to take the fall for him? And he's like, well, no, but just make sure he ends up in a nice, <laughs> a nice does, jail. Basically, He does have this like little thing where he's like, just put him somewhere nice. He's a good kid. Like really yeah. upset. Like, obviously he doesn't want his kid to go to prison, but he needs to learn that when you play these games, yeah, play stupid exactly. games, win, win stupid, stupid prizes, prizes, yeah. But you know he's a white blonde kid, so he'll be fine. He'll go to a nice place. And uh, I uh, love that in this scene, he looks more like a mobster than any other scene because he has like that that big jacket with a big collar, mm-hmm. and I'm like, he's, he looks. Yeah. Um, so basically, we end up with a freeze frame on Fuller being like, "Huh, he's a good dad." Basically, like, like you're a good dad. I like, didn't expect that. Yeah, um, and that's that's the episode. That's the end of it. It's kind of a weird episode. It is weird, of, and even taking the timeline problems aside, I'm really upset about the timeline. Yes, we've spent a good chunk of our timeline talking about the timeline, but it is a weird episode. I think that's why I think before we I watched it a couple times for this. I think I'd only watched that one like once. It's yeah. not one that I watched over. It's not one of my favorites. I mean, it's fun, I guess, but I was like, eh. which I'm surprised I didn't watch it because the whole baby thing, but. I don't yeah. think it's interesting enough to. I don't know. It's a weird. I'm trying episode. to think of my. Oh, well, not enough Judy for me. So you know. Um, it's true. There wasn't. There was clearly not enough Judy. In Judy was just there to be a, a foil for Penhall for his yes. plot, basically. Uh, and anytime I think, I feel like the show really works well when Hanson and Penhall are together, even if yeah, they're not the I McQuaid like brothers. It being when they're separated, apart, it, it yeah. feels like the energy is off. Yeah. You know. 
Um, or even if it's like Judy and like, because they're all doing separate things. Like none of them yeah, are together. Yeah, none of them are together. It bothers me. It's not the same. Yeah, you don't get that camaraderie. And Hoagie's not interesting enough of a villain slash whatever to be. You know, there's there's not. And there's also not really... White bread sandwich. That's all he is. <laughs> and I'm like, there's not really an after-school special, like, message to go, like, don't get involved in money laundering, well, kids. Well, yeah, or don't, like, you don't know, be a loan shark, shark yeah. which, what 17-year-old Wormley yeah. is going to be a loan shark? The whole episode's very odd. It's like feels like just sort of a throwaway. Anything. Anyway, any favorite 80s-ness about it or um, outfit Doug's quote? studded cuffs. Oh, yeah. Doug's um, earring. That was actually a safety pin. Yes, I loved Aoki. I believe. I feel like Aoki was... uh, low key had some two of the best outfits with his popped collar and his his jumpsuit. You know, he was adorable. He was he wasn't there much, but he was he he maximized I don't his time. What she was wearing, but I did have a note that Judy in the first scene looked adorable, but I couldn't tell you what she was wearing. I'd have to look at it again. Yeah, she was cute. I don't remember. Well, she had those because again they don't earrings. have her on there for very long. Yeah, and Fuller's of course Fuller's sweater. That's I'm seriously gonna try. Guys, I, it'll take me years because I have never actually knitted a sweater. I've knitted other things, but I'm going to try to knit that sweater. And I feel like they're coming back with those giant sunglasses that Fuller oh, wears. Oh, yeah. He's so I feel like they only look good on certain people, and I feel like maybe they only look good on people of color, maybe. I don't know yeah, if white probably. people could pull it off. Well, white people don't ever look cool, so. It's true. <laughs> At least, well, this white guy doesn't, but uh, I don't know. Oh, that, that's I think you're cool, baby. You don't think I'm cool. I think but you're you do love cute. Me. Well, that works. All right. Perfect. I'll take it. Oh, a nice feel-good way to end the episode. Anyway, anything else we have to say about this? I don't know. Well, about we now have a website. Woo! Which is really exciting. I've, I'm working on it. Um, right now, it is going to the chapelpod.com. And there you will find different uh, show notes and things like that. So yeah. I... Find all of our the, find shows. all of our episodes, yeah. and then I'm working slowly on getting show notes, and then there's a little bit about us there. So check us out there. Check us out on Instagram. Please rate and review us if you're actually listening to this. Whether you hate us or love us, it'd be good to know. <laughs> Share with friends that you think might find this interesting, and yeah, just and try to survive this god awful year. <laughs> If we make it through 2020 alive, we'll look back on this with fondness somehow. Not with fondness, but we will look back on it as like war survivors that we've made it through. Seriously. Well, I think we've taken up enough of your time. So, um, but I, I appreciate y'all listening because it's it's hopefully it's as fun for you as it is for us. At least we it gives us something to talk to each other about other than our children and you know the state of the world. So yep. it's 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 a it's a it's a nice. I I encourage you to pick something like 21 Jump Street. In all seriousness, to something that isn't have anything to do with what's going on right now, to just sort of distract yourself and, and have fun with, because it's good for your mental health to just not think about the state of the world constantly. So yeah, and you know, stay safe. Try to stay safe and healthy, healthy and, and yeah. as happy as you can. And I believe that's it for this episode. Okie dokie. Okie doke. We will see you next time, and you're gonna learn something when we meet you on the pod. <laughs>
Because it's the same year I was born, first of all. Oh, yeah, it's a good point. And you keep saying that we're, like, really close to it. And I'm like, yeah, because we're basically recording all at the same time. <laughs> you well, said that but... exact same thing last time. I know. Well, it's true, though. I mean, it's yes. kind of cool because, like, we haven't been... years ago. What, what was their last name? It's something ridiculous. Not Carmichael. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> um, I, I don't have it written down. I'm trying to remember it. It's not really Fant. important, but... Anyway, I'm calling him Sandwich... Oh, Delafant. It's like Delafant, Delafant. or something? Yeah. I'm calling him um, Sandwich Oliphant for the rest of the podcast, yes. so I just want That's what it was, because I, I thought it was... I, I was like, is this Timothy... Is he related to Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. Um, if only. It's but something. But he does mention that sometimes after wild nights, certain people would sleep in the cot yes. in there, so that they would make Who sure that nameless. they... Got to work on time. <laughs> One gets the sense that he's telling stories on himself. But anyway. Um, Maybe. Although, I mean, it could, could be. be a crew member, too. I mean, who knows? Or Johnny Depp. Yeah. Maybe. Also, I looked up. There is a place called Rocket Dog. I don't oh. know that it. I, I couldn't get, like, a date established on it. So I don't think that it was. I think that was just something they made up, perhaps. But yeah. it's a place in Fresno where you can get gourmet bratwurst. So nice. If anybody's ever in Fresno, check out Rocket Dog and I don't know. Tell us how it is. Don't, yeah, if you live in Fresno and listen to this podcast, which is highly unlikely because I think only like five people listen to this podcast. <laughs> Anything it takes. Do your job, Tom. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Close make your up. eyes and just think about the job. But, make uh, out with him, whatever. <laughs> but but joining basketball is a lot easier. <laughs> so he gets questions. I'm surprised he didn't go up to the microphone and be like. Excuse me, excuse me. I have an announcement. <laughs> yeah, really. I am a police officer. I'm an undercover police I officer. I know the law. I, I, don't tell me I don't know the law. If Hanson was in The Departed, that would have been a very short movie. Are you a co-op? Are you a co-op? Yes, I am. Bang! <laughs> End of movie. Um, okay. <laughs> um, would you like to mm. take a bite out of this hoagie? I don't Is know. it a 12-inch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope not for your sake. I hope not for uh, my sake. Well, do what you got to do, baby. That's not where I would go for extra money, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> anyway. They say do what you know. Do what you like. Do what you're good at. Got some dough. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, she's winding up, and I'm just like, I, it's, it's late, and I'm very tired. Anyway. I had a glass of wine. I could go for hours. Wait, what?